1: In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws to the end zone, wide open, James Jones, touchdown, Raiders! I'm not a big gambler, I would play the slots, because you know what they say, scared money don't make money, and I got scared money.
0: Rodgers, to the end zone,
1: John John Gruden has not coached since 2008. So what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Cali swag. What's good, Raider Nation? You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our good friends at Bet Online And indeed, I'm Fallon Smith. My guy, James Jones, will join me in just a few minutes. We will discuss the state of the Las Vegas Raiders. The season is basically over, so where do we go from here? What can they accomplish over the next two weeks? Should Derek Carr push to play? Should Marcus Mariota finish out the season? Is Jean Gruden the right guy to turn the franchise around? Hmm. And of course, we will look ahead to the Raiders Week 16 matchup versus the Dolphins and how the stage may be set to make a little Hawaiian history. More on that a bit later. But before I bring on JJ, let's go over some news and notes as usual. We are recording this late as heck on Monday night. Well, technically Tuesday morning because it is after midnight for me. I'm going to start on a positive note because Lord knows we can all use some positivity in our life right now. (laughs) The 2021 Pro Bowl selections were announced and this year two Raiders made the list. Tight end Darren Waller and running back Josh Jacobs. Both first-time Pro Bowlers, so pretty exciting for both of them. Now, Waller, of course, was a no-brainer, right? He's one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. His stats prove that to be true. 93 catches, 937 yards, 8 touchdowns. And all three of those marks, by the way, are second best in the NFL for tight ends. Just behind, uh, you know who, Travis Kelsey. Anyhow, to me... This is such an amazing story because after everything that Waller has gone through, you know, from getting kicked out of the league to beating drug addiction to becoming one of the best tight ends in the National Football League and now officially becoming a pro bowler. Man, that is some made for Hollywood movie type stuff right there. You know what I mean? And for Waller, this is real life. You know, it ain't Hollywood. This is real life. It's amazing. Um, He even said that he was kind of speechless because he never thought in a million years that he would be where he is today. So when he, you know, got the call that he was going to be a pro bowler, got the news he was going to be a pro bowler, he said it was just unbelievable and that he was basically speechless. So well-deserved. I'm proud of you, man. Raider Nation is thrilled that you wear the silver and black. That is for sure. Now, as far as Josh Jacobs goes... I was a little surprised by this, and maybe it's just because the Raiders' running game, you know, in general, has struggled recently. But then I went and looked at the stats, and then, oh, okay, I guess it makes a little more sense. Jacobs is currently 6th in the NFL with 907 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. And by the way, he missed one game due to injury, so not too bad there, right, as far as stats go. He's also the third leading rusher in the AFC behind Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb, and both of those guys made the Pro Bowl. Ooh, Henry, though, guys, Yeah. Another level, okay? (laughs) Nearly 1,700 rushing yards and 15 touchdowns. That dude is a beast. Anyhow, I digress. Back to Jacobs. Uh, Last year, though, Jacobs, as you guys know, I think I'm probably comparing the years, right? Because last season, his rookie season, he should have made the dang Pro Bowl. This dude played 13 games. By the way, with a dislocated shoulder, okay, and he still rushed for over 1,100 yards, and he averaged 4.8 yards per carry. Now, this year's a different story. He's averaging just 3.7 yards per carry, so maybe that's where my head was at when this was announced, but hey, I'm excited that we have two pro bowlers. Now, I believe we should have had three. Biggest snub, Rodney Hudson, okay, Rodney, a three-time pro bowler. I think he got snubbed last year as well. (laughs) He's the best center in the NFL. However, when you are not on a winning team, these things tend to happen, right? So who was chosen instead of him? Steelers, Marcus Pouncey, and Ryan Clark of the Colts. Again, this is what happens when, you know, you're on a winning team. If the Raiders would have won maybe a couple more games this year, I'm sure it was going to be a no-brainer to have Hudson on the list, or maybe not, you know. I always feel like the Raiders just be getting hated on, you know what I mean? They be sleeping on us, but hey, we don't do ourselves any favors, right? Anyhow, now the actual Pro Bowl, the game, it not going to be taking place this year because of COVID, of course. They will, however, have some sort of virtual celebration with some virtual Pro Bowl events for the guys. They got to do something, obviously, for these guys. Either way, it's a great honor, so congrats to both Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. Now, in some other news, hits just keep on coming for the Raiders. Safety Eric Harris has been added to the COVID-19 reserve list. He's the Raiders' third defensive back in three freaking days to be placed on the list. Isaiah Johnson and Darrell Worley were also placed on the list. Um, As you guys know, Henry Ruggs was placed on the COVID reserve list before the game, before last week's game. Uh, but the biggest issue for the Raiders, man, it's been injuries. You got Jonathan Abram with the concussion, Damon Arnett with the concussion, Nicholas Morrow with the concussion, Cleveland Furl shoulder injury, then Jeff Heath and Malik Collins, they're on injured reserve. Hunter Renfro got blasted during the game. He got knocked out of the game. Nevin Lawson was ruled out before the game because of some illness. So guess who started in place of Damon Arnett? Third stringer, Keyshawn Nixon. And boy, woo, woo, Justin Herbert had his way with the secondary, completely destroyed our secondary. Anyhow, Raiders are a hot mess, to put it mildly, <laughs> right? After starting the season six and three, they have since gone one and four, losing four of their last five games. So the best they can finish is nine and seven. Pretty disappointing. Pretty disappointing. And on Thursday night, we saw the Raiders' already slim playoff chances slip away after losing 30-27 to 27 to the Chargers in overtime. Just demoralizing. It was just demoralizing. Carr goes down with a groin injury. Mariota comes in, plays well. Raiders still lose. You know, this game was on Gruden. He had some suspect play calls, bro. Especially right before the half and then near the end of regulation. I'm not even going to have you guys relive that. Ooh, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. The defense was atrocious, so you fire Paul Gunther and we get more of the same. <laughs> it's hard to defend this team. Raider Nation, I'm sorry. I feel your pain. Trust me, I'm feeling it. It hurts to even talk about the Raiders right now. I was in denial for weeks about how bad we are. But I think it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty clear, guys. We are far off from where we need to be. Another year goes by, and once again, no playoffs for us. The struggle is real, being part of the nation. (laughs) Struggle is real, real. Anyhow, the big news of the game, of course, Derek Carr going down with a groin injury. It isn't a tear, but according to reports, the recovery time is expected to be about 10 to 14 days. But apparently he's going to do whatever it takes to play this weekend and finish the season. He wants to play. But if he can't go, it is Marcus Mariota time once again. Now, Mariota, let's be real. He did a heck of a job, especially for a guy who has only been active for three games this season. You know, he struggled at camp. Struggled at camp. But the Raiders were really patient with him. He moved down to third on the depth chart, y'all. He was behind Nathan Peterman. But Thursday night, you know, he showed why they signed him and paid him some big-time money. But also, it's a small sample size, so don't take this as me getting super excited about Mariota because I'm not. I still believe is the guy. But his ability to extend plays and make plays with his feet was evident. I mean, he rushed for a game-high 88 yards on nine carries. He was 17 of 28, 226 yards, one touchdown. Oh, my goodness, a beautiful throw to Waller. But he did have that costly interception to Chris Harris and the Raiders. Did lose. I know Titans fans, when he threw that interception, I follow a lot of Titans reporters. They were like, oh, we've seen this song and dance before, <laughs> you know, gives you hope and then crushes your dreams. Um, but the interception, yeah, it was on him. You know, he threw behind Zay Jones, but ultimately it was on Gruden because why in the heck was he passing in the first place? That should not have been a passing play. Are you freaking kidding me? Under two minutes to play? Game tied? You're at the Chargers 21? Second down? And you pass it? Talk about terrible clock management. Are you freaking joking? Oh my goodness. Anyways, remember that one time I said I wasn't going to have you guys relive that? My bad. My bad. My bad. <sighs> Anyhow, the game was five days ago. I need to get over it. I need to move on. But the question surfacing Twitter making headlines got everybody talking about it. Do we have a quarterback controversy in Las Vegas? (laughs) Y'all know why I laugh at that. Anyhow, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, JJ will be joining me and we will discuss the Raiders quarterback situation and, of course, the state of the silver and black. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, Blue Wire listeners, 2020 has really reshaped how we work and businesses across the globe are challenged every day to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical and indeed is here to help. Now, according to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. And Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person that you need to keep your business going. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need so you can pause your account at any time and there are no long term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria so that you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. And right now, Indeed is offering Blue Wire listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it, and they'll see it fast. So, try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Again, go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. All right, now to all my NFL listeners out there, you might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So, why don't you head to Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Time now to bring in my good friend, Super Bowl champion wide receiver, current NFL Network analyst, and soon-to-be, San Jose Sports Hall of Fame inductee, James Jones. JJ, it's over, bro. It is over for the Raiders.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man, to just sit here and think about a couple podcasts ago. We was, I was sitting here telling you how the glass, glass is half full. <laughs> no. The Raiders is going to be all right. They, they tough loss against Kansas City, but they looked the part. Yeah. They look like, man, don't nobody want to play the Raiders. Yep. Nope. And in the last three weeks, it looked like, please let the Raiders be on our schedule. <laughs>
1: exactly. You know,
0: I think the Jets was wishing that they could play the Raiders three more times or something like that, you know. And you know, they, they kind of just fell apart, man. They stopped playing good football at the wrong time. And You know, you sit back and you go to the Falcons game where I thought it was just one of those games where everybody just was still asleep, got off the bus, wasn't ready to play. Trap game. You know, trap game, whatever, and they they get beat up. Then you go to the Jets game and you do not play any better, but you find a way to make one play at the end of the ball game and you beat a team that ain't won a game um, all season long. And then just (laughs) last week, And that's why I picked the Chargers, because I just did not (laughs) like the trend that the Raiders was showing me. I felt like they forgot who they were. They were ground and pound, play action, pass, playing well, and they forgot who they were. So I took Herbert and the Chargers and they got it done. I just don't like, I did not like the trend, man. And as I sit back and think about the Raiders, I'm like, another season where you had a chance to get in the playoffs. And you let it slip again.
1: You know what? It's just so funny. I feel like you're taking the words out of you know my <laughs> mouth. We haven't even spoke really, except for after the Chargers game um, on Thursday, when we both basically were like, "It's over." <laughs> oh. And and honestly, you basically said exactly what I was going to say. You did miss the Colts game there, but the Colts are a good oh, team, yeah. right? Oh,
0: the Colts is a good team. Yeah. That's probably why I missed it.
1: You know, at that juncture, I kind of yeah. was like, OK, the Colts are good. We have a ton of injuries. OK, our defense does suck. But, hey, we still have a chance to make the playoffs. And then the Chargers were like, all right, it's a must win. What happens? yo? they lose Derek Carr, right? Yeah. Rugs didn't play, missing six defensive starters. I'm not trying to use excuses. Clearly, just all the odds are against the Raiders, but... At the end of regulation on that game, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to pull it off. We're still, you know, the Raiders are still going to win. It's all good. It was ugly. But, you know, the Raiders are still going to win. And then Mariota throws a pick at the end of regulation, which I blame John Gruden for getting a little too cute when he should have been just running the freaking football and running down the clock, running out the clock. And he didn't do that. Anyways, then what happens? The Raiders end up losing in overtime. So, again, I'm sitting here like, holy crap, James. The Raiders definitely are not who we thought they were. (laughs) The Raiders suck. And you know what? Maybe they are who we thought they were. Maybe it's the same old Raiders. You know what I'm saying? Because maybe Raider Nation will split. Because I know that me and you were split. You said glasses, you know, half full. I thought it was half empty. Because honestly, after that Jets game, I was like, yo, we done for. Even after the Falcons game, I'm like, the Raiders aren't going to win many games, if any at all, if they continue to play this way on both sides of the ball, but specifically, obviously, defensively. Um, And and JJ, they've they've lost four of their last five games. It looks like deja vu from last year.
0: Yeah, you just went in on the Raiders. (laughs) You just kept it all the way 300. No, I'm I'm
1: sad, bro, because you on on You're
0: rubbing your head, scratching your head, rubbing your face. What's going on with the Raiders? The Raiders are stressing you out. They suck. no. It's crazy because I blame it on the Raiders, yeah, you know? They control their own
1: destiny and they tricked it no, off.
0: No, 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 hold on. Okay, sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm over here mad, okay? I'm over here very mad. Like, I'm I a very it. pissed off girlfriend. I see
0: it, I see it. But I blame it on the Raiders because they gave us and Raider Nation hope.
1: Like, how dare you give us hope? You're
0: sitting at 6-3 and playing very good football. You just came off a game against the Kansas City Chiefs that you easily could have won. You know, one or two plays in that game go your way. You easily could have won. And from everybody watching that game, you walked out of that game like the Kansas City Chiefs got lucky because the Raiders dominated this game Mm -hmm, all mm -hmm, game mm -hmm. long. Yeah. So, so you gave us hope, and you had us thinking that, man, this is the Raiders that you know we're used to seeing, and they done got this thing turned around under Gruden. Even though we knew the defense was still struggling, the offense was playing well, and then these last three games, like you said, man, it's like, never mind. You don't know who the Raiders, who the Raiders are. Like, are they a team that's that's turning the corner, and you know that team that that nobody wants to play and could could be you know, compete for this division next year? Are they this team that we've been seeing the last three weeks? Like, man, they're a long way away. Which team are they? And that's the tough thing right now as a Raider fan is we really don't know what type of team we are right now because we thought we were that 6-3 and three team that nobody wanted to play. And these last three games, it's like, man, who in the world Are we? And I know D.C. went down last game, and that was a big blow. And Mariota came in there, and he played well, man. Credit to him. He came in there and played his tail off. You know, but the last three weeks, man, it's like, who is the Raiders? Like, is this the Raiders that we're going to see next year? Or are we going to see this Raiders team that started off 6-3? and We don't know. And that's what leaves you to scratch your head and stressed out because you really don't know what team you're going to get.
1: But they're showing me that they are the same old Raiders. I think that's what I'm so frustrated about, right? It's like – the the girlfriend who keeps staying with the boyfriend who continues to cheat on her. You know what I mean? And she's still staying know, with know, him.
0: Man. Hey, well, Fallon, you gotta be you gotta be that girlfriend where you ride or die. Hey, hey I don't know up. about all that.
1: You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> Go beat some ups and downs, man. It happens.
1: You know how they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And Lord have mercy, Raiders. What are you doing?
0: One of, time, one of these times, it's <laughs> one of these times is gonna be different.
1: One of these times, every single year. One of
0: these times, we're gonna be saying Raiders are going to the playoffs and they are when? the number one seed. I don't know. I mean, win, JJ, win, JJ. It's, it's been now. two
1: days long. Okay, like I, I don't Tell even count twenty. It. I don't even count twenty sixteen. Like I'm still yeah. thinking about two thousand two because when Derek Carr went down in twenty sixteen, we already knew the season was over. Yes, we punched yeah. our ticket to the playoffs, but we were done for. So, oh my God. Anyhow, I'm literally sitting here so frustrated i don't even need to look at any notes because this is all about how we have two games left in the regular season and our season is basically over they have like a one percent chance to make the playoffs no they're not going to the playoffs guys you only have two games left so let's try to at least if there's a silver lining improve on last year's record and win these next two games I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's but. the
0: biggest thing. I think that's the biggest thing. The Ravens aren't losing. The Ravens play the Dane. I don't know who they play. They play Jacksonville. They just play Jacksonville. I so think they play the ne-
1: Giants and they play Washington?
0: No. No, they
1: play the Giants and what? They play another somebody, crappy
0: team. Somebody sorry. It might be the Jets. It might be the Jets. No matter what happens, you want to finish the season the right way.
1: Hold on. They play the Bengals. Who just Yo beat Lord. the Steelers. They, they play gonna, the Bengals. They
0: not to beat the Braves.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, you never know. Hey, we didn't, hey. did you, did you call the Bengals winning this game tonight? To,
0: nobody, nobody in this world called the Bengals winning this well, game. Well, then
1: you never know, JJ. No. It
0: ain't happening. It's not, no, it's no. not happening. But Anyhow. with that being said, you want to go into the off season feeling good about yourself. And if you can finish strong and finish this season 8-8 eight and, eight, and going into the off season fe- feeling good about yourself, playing well these last two games, knowing that you got the right pieces to build around. And you got more pieces this year than you do than you did last year going into this thing. So you add a couple more pieces. You know, the Raiders are very close, but you want to go into these last two games playing good football, possibly coming out of here with some Ws to feeling good going into the offseason.
1: I know you said, you know, we add a few pieces here and there, and then, you know, you're feeling good and hopefully we can upgrade and turn this thing around. But that's what we kind of thought entering the season, that they made upgrades at the key positions they needed yeah, to upgrade. Yeah,
0: we, we still knew that they were a long way away, Fallon. We knew they added some pieces that might add up to maybe two or three more wins, but we still knew that they were a long way. Not a, I will not say a long way away, but we still knew that they were a couple seasons away. Now, like I said, they gave us hope. You know, because they were playing well, you know, with what they had. But we knew that they still need a couple more game changers on the defensive side of the Rock.
1: And, again, not to make excuses, but injuries and COVID did play a factor this season.
0: Yeah, for everybody, though. Yeah, it did
1: did for everybody. The
0: the Raiders is in the same boat as everybody, you know. And obviously, you know, it's a couple teams that, you know, got lucky. You know, and didn't really have that many COVID tests, but I think about teams, you know, like the Niners, and <laughs> oh yeah, no, the I Niners mean, and it, the
1: injury too. It's, yeah. it's
0: just, it's just, it's just bad. So I mean, everybody dealt with the COVID situation. Key guys missed games on every single team, but it was, it was part of the season this year, man, and it happens. But for the Raiders, we knew that hey, you added some good pieces, some foundation pieces, but you still need a couple more pieces around those pieces to be successful on the defensive side of the ball. And we've seen that this year. So, you know, like I said, my main thing, if I'm the head coach, hey – Let's handle what we got control of, man. And that's the Miami Dolphins. Let's play the way we're supposed to play. Let's go find a way to beat the Dolphins. And then we'll finish the season. And let's find a way to go out there and finish the season with a bang and win these last two games and go into this offseason feeling good. And I promise you in the offseason and the draft, (laughs) we are going to ask some more players to come in this thing next year and compete.
1: Man, Raider Nation, do you hear that? That's positivity from J.J., you you ain't getting that for me right now. I ain't I ain't gonna lie. I, I feel like this the fan in me is just so upset and frustrated and over it that I I need some time. I need the off season to you know gather myself <laughs> and come back. Uh, in order to deliver some positivity, because I just don't have it right now. Um, and
0: let's see, let's see that you're letting you're letting this you're, you keep thinking back to the six and three record, Fallon. I, 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 mean? I, I
1: am. I am. I am. I am. I thinking
0: Back to that. You know what I mean, Fallon? That was a bonus. That was a cherry on top. You knew that they were going <laughs> to well, struggle. Well,
1: guess game. what? They shouldn't have. Ge- they should just lost all their games. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, I would have been you at know, least you know no, accepted uh, this you know a long time certain ago. Certain
0: games they were going to struggle, and it oh. happened. They had to ups and downs this season they
1: beat good teams they did the they saints did. with drew Brees. by the, the way chiefs. they beat they, the they chiefs beat, they
0: beat good teams they and beat that's the why, browns that's why i'm saying like they oh, go in here and say that they're not in the right direction because the way they played up and down this season with the talent they have on the defensive side yeah. of the ball you know I mean, like I said, they they're headed in the right direction. I'm laughing more... because
1: your positivity is making me kind yeah. of sick, JJ. You're a, making me kind of sick here. A couple here.
0: more playmakers. I feel <laughs> like man, we're going to be very positive <laughs> next year, okay. man, but this season's done. Oh time. Yeah, this I'm season
1: this season is you done.
0: Know? You know, I am kind of do you know I'm I'm more frustrated you got me on here doing a podcast in the season <laughs> time.
1: Because we have to talk about this, okay? Uh, Anyhow, well, and I am contractually obligated, okay? And if you don't come, I'm I'm on the hook for you. So anyhow, um, I do want to say this, though. Dude, you fire Paul Gunther, right? Defense looked the exact same with Rod Marinelli calling the shots. Granted, you know, there couldn't be major schematic changes, right? Especially on a a short week. But still, still, it was awfully bad. Awfully bad. Third down, oh my goodness. Justin Herbert, he made the the Raiders. Well, one, he is the real real deal. But Justin Herbert, he just like completely torched the Raiders secondary. I mean, the defense, it was just a travesty. I don't know if that's a word. Is that a word? But it was a travesty. Like, it was awful. And honestly, I think this past game against the Chargers, it was a total out-coaching job. Like, the Raiders got out-coached. Gruden had a rough, rough day or a rough, rough night calling plays. I just, I don't know what I was seeing. And so with that said, JJ, I can go into all the details of every single call that I was pissed off about, but I ain't going to do that. Yeah. But I, what I am going to say is, I really don't think John Gruden is no. the guy to turn oh. this franchise around, JJ. It's been three seasons, and we are getting more of the same. And I feel like this was just some nostalgic hire that Mark Davis did, which he admits he was trying to right the wrong of his dad, uh, who ended up shipping him out of town, trading him to the Bucks, And then he ended up obviously winning a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's players. But anyway, I digress. So he's always wanting him back with the franchise. Uh, but I don't think he's a good coach. Ooh. I think he is a phenomenal, phenomenal (laughs) analyst. He should have stayed in the booth.
0: Well, I... So... (laughs) So I say this, you know, and I do feel like great coaches find a way to make their teams better mm-hmm. with the personnel that they have. But when you don't have very good personnel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's hard to win on a consistent basis. And we're seeing it right now with the greatest coach of all time and Bill Belichick. Okay. It doesn't matter how great of a coach you are if you don't have the personnel to help you look better. And it's not just Tom Brady. He's missing a bunch of his guys held out and did not play because of the COVID situation for the Patriots. Yeah. And he's dealing with young guys. He's trying to get them going. Do certain games they play well? Absolutely. Bill Belichick looks like a mastermind. Mm-hmm. Some games they come out there and they're like, who in the world is the Patriots? The Patriots are done. Yep. Same with the Raiders. True. They come out there some games and we're like, thank God we hired Rudin. These dudes is really balling out here. This offense is looking very good in year three. They're balling. You know what I mean? Obviously, the defense still struggling. In some games, it looks like they still should have Reggie McKenzie and Jack <laughs> Del Rio and yeah. James Jones in the building. <laughs> like that, that's how it looks
1: sometimes.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. You're so it, it's, 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 really, it's, it's head scratching because it's like, man, some games it's like, okay, Gruden has them in the right direction. And in some games it's like, what in the world is going on? But for me, it's personnel. I coach both months. Like I always say, I coach both my son's <laughs> black football team. Kay. All right. Yep. We have some <laughs> awesome players, mm-hmm. and everybody comes up to me because I think we've lost, like, three games in, like, the last two years. Mm-hmm. we killing everybody in all these tournaments. Like, my kids are phenomenal. And yeah, I coach him, I train him and all that. And everybody comes up to me, you're an awesome coach. No, I have awesome players. <laughs> you know, like for real. Yeah, like yeah. my kids, my kids are ballers. Yeah, yeah You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. my little son goes out there, he juke five people on the field. <laughs> I ain't no play oh, that I've I could, I've
1: seen the video. Yeah,
0: ain't no play that I can do to say, Hey, yeah, I got you a touchdown. No, he goes to work. So the players make me look good, like I really know what I'm doing. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? And like I'm a great coach. I ain't that great of a coach. (laughs) You know what I mean? The players make me look good, you know? So that's how I feel like when you don't have good players. And I've been there, coach my son's team, where it was only my son. We lost every game. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it happened. So I still think Gruden is the right guy. Obviously, you know, Jack Del Rio had switched it around like that and had him rolling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think everybody wanted to see that from Gruden. But like I said, I feel like this team is headed in the right direction. And if Gruden gets a couple more pieces that he wants and needs on the defensive side of the rock, I think this team is going to be very good. So, and I'm all about, I'm not, I know I keep going on and on, but I'm not about firing coaches this early. And to me, three years is too early. Let them get their systems in there. Let them get the guys that they want in there in free agency, yeah. the guys that they want in the draft. Give them a chance to develop these guys. You know what I mean? So if I was a GM and I hired a coach, the minimum I would give Four? them is five five years. Oh, minimum I five. Them, I would give them five because I want to see some of these dudes you drafted to that I want you to develop them. And, and see see how these dudes end up. You know what I mean? So if, if when, they, when it comes into that fifth season and you stink, I'm bringing you in the office and saying, hey, Fallon, this year, five. You stink it up this year, bye-bye.
1: Well, see, I don't know if we're even going to see that because guess what? Mark Davis signed him to a 10-year, $100 million contract. Is he just going to eat up the contract? Holy he mackerel.
0: Hey, if he ain't winning – <laughs> and it ain't looking like it's going in the right direction. You gotta you gotta eat that up.
1: We'll see. We'll you know?
0: see. Just like you made the just like you made the comment about the girlfriend stand if you get cheated on. If ain't nothing
1: changing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need you to. You know, hey, Cut I don't
0: care if I've been together with you for five years. It's time for me to go. Time <laughs> to go. You know, yeah, gotta go.
1: I'm with you though. Yeah. I definitely will give him another year or two. I'm not saying, oh, you should fire him this year. No, but I'm starting to question because Keeping it 100, keeping it 300, excuse me. <laughs> how dare I disrespect our, our podcast like that? But anyways, well, keeping it 300, keeping it real. Like, for real, when he was hired, I was pumped. I was what? juiced. Like, me Anybody and Charles real? Woodson, we were at the, you know, announcement. Yeah. I interviewed him, sat down with him, et cetera. And, like, offline, we were talking about how pumped we were about, you know, John Gruden being back. And it's funny because in our keeping it 300 intro, you hear me ask— What makes you believe that Gruden is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? That was to Charles Woodson. We both believed it at the time. I don't know if he still believes it. You know, I'm starting to really doubt it. But I am hoping... It's just going to take time and we're going to sit back here in a couple years being like, "Yo, remember that one time I said he is not the guy to turn this franchise around? <laughs> thank you for proving you. me wrong."
0: I didn't get some players. Yeah, in thank
1: you for proving <laughs> me wrong. Okay, we have to talk about your guy in DC. Ooh. As all y'all know, he suffered a groin injury on just the second possession of the game. I felt so sick for him, man. Yeah. Yo, in a must-win game, he goes down. We'll get to Mariota in just a second, but I wanted to discuss Carr for a minute. Apparently, D.C. is trying to push to play this week and he's going to fight to play. Um, Mm -hmm. It does help that the game was on a Thursday night, and they're not playing until nine days later. But is it smart for him to even play, you know, because the season is over, bro. You know what I mean? And I know we don't want a quarterback controversy, and so me and you would probably be like, nah, D.C., let him play. But at the same time, I'm looking out for D.C.'s future, and I don't want D.C. to actually tear his groin. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. in my opinion, I'd be like, just sit it out, yo. You did what you had to do this season. It wasn't on you. It was on the defense. Take a break. <laughs> it's off-season time for you. What about you? What do you think?
0: Well, well, first off, you know, I'm a dog, right. you know, so yeah, yeah. I'm going out there, period. Leg falling off, uh, out, of the play- <laughs> out of the playoffs, you uh, you're not making it. I'm going out there, and I'll fight with my team, period. You got what I'm saying? That, yeah. that That's just how it is. And if I know D.C., D.C., uh, he get it from the mud like me. You know what I mean? And mentally, he's tough. He's not a guy that wants to sit out and miss football games because yeah. of little minor injuries and all that type stuff. And, you know, when you're talking about it's not a tear, to me that says it's a minor injury. You know, come back out there, you know, even if you don't feel 100 And you go out there and you go to battle with your team. That's just me. You know what I mean? I I played through a lot of games, hurt, you know, broken ribs, whatever you want to call it, knee messed up, whatever you want to call it. And you go out there and you fight for your teammates, no matter the circumstances, no matter if you're going to the playoffs, no matter if you're not going to the playoffs, that's just me. So, D.C., heal up, (laughs) get back out there, and you go out there and you finish the season because – Even Derek, I mean, you want your last play of the season to be you hobbling off on a growing or you come back and you want to fight with your teammates and you want to make this thing look the right way, even though you're not going to the playoffs, coming into the offseason and saying, you know what? Hey, me and you, when we win that Dolphins game, Henry Ruggs, hey, we balled out. Let's continue to do this coming into the offseason and get that and get that confidence. So that's what you got. So if I'm B.C., and you know, I don't know how he's feeling right now. He could be in tremendous pain right now, can't walk, you know, can't raise his leg. I don't know. Yeah. You know, but if I could hobble out there and, and DC know me being being my teammate before, I'm going out there and I expect the same from you.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I would like to see DC finish out the season for sure, right? But I do remember, I believe it was in 2017 that he came back earlier than expected from a spinal fracture. And then in the off season, he said he regretted it. Right, <laughs> like he probably shouldn't have came back. Better early, yeah. so I just want him to be hundred percent. I don't want the injury to get any worse. But let's
0: but let's let's keep it let's keep it uh let's keep it three hundred though. What, 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 you know, what? And, and let's just keep it real real. When he had that spinal injury, it was a totally different situation too. You know what I mean? Now you have a guy that Gruden brought in mm. and gave and gave big money. Yes. You know, like I tell my sons right now, my, my sons are seven and nine, and I tell them right now, if you could go, you go, and you play. Yeah. Because it's situations to where people didn't go and say, I'll get right next week, and that person went in in front of them and balled out, and it ain't no next week, son.
1: Yeah, no, sure.
0: You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, the dude thought he was going to get his job back from Brett the next week. And Brett Favre said, well, I am going to be starting this thing for 20 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you play 21, then you can get your job back. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's not happening. So as for me, and not saying that Gruden and him is sitting there saying we we moving on from D.C., but you've heard some of the talk, D.C., You go out there and you finish this dang season and you don't give Marcus a chance to come out here and show the coaches that, oh, shoot, maybe we could do something with Marcus. You know what I'm saying? No, no. I'm in the game, hobbling or not.
1: (laughs) No, and honestly, that's and I think that's exactly what D.C. is thinking Apparently, he's pissed off, according to Vic Tafer. He wrote something, um, Vic Tafer with The Athletic, about how D.C. is pissed off because, one, he wasn't able to finish the game. Two, um, he's injured, right? And they ended up losing the game. If they lost, then it was on him, right? But this was out of his control because he suffered an injury in a must-win game. So he wants to come back. And here's the thing. Gruden— Loves guys who can play through injury. I think that's been the biggest issue with the Trent Brown or other guys on the team.
0: And that's what I'm saying. I think I think everybody loves a dude like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been in a locker room with dudes that's sitting on the dang training table for five weeks with a hamstring.
1: Yeah, you like, bruh.
0: You like, you like, man, come on, man. I'm looking at this dude next to me right now. He out there. You know what I'm saying? His knee messed up, his groin messed up, his back messed up. He's still out there. He's out there fighting you with practice, us. He yep. don't practice none during the week because he can't He can't mess around and hurt himself worse, but he come out there on Sundays, and you've been sitting in this thing waiting for yourself to get 100% for a hamstring. You don't respect teammates like that. Yeah. You respect teammates that you know, hey, man, no matter what, J.J. going to be out there. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't care what the injury is. If J.J. Leg ain't falling off and he needs surgery the next day, he's going to be out there. You know what I mean? And you respect guys like that that's going to go out there to battle with you and so do the coaches. You know? So, hey, I'm coming out there letting these dudes know I don't care how I look. I'm with you.
1: And, and you know, because you just mentioned it, there has been a lot of talk, right? Hey, Vegas, you know what? You should be fielding offers for Derek Carr this offseason, you know? He put him on the trading block. Marcus Mariota's your guy. You had Raider Nation being like, oh, Mariota looked great. This is now a quarterback controversy, yada, yada, yada. Here's the thing, everyone. Derek Carr has not been the Raiders' issue. For the last seven years, he hasn't been the problem, (laughs) right? As you guys hopefully see, it's been the defense. And so the reason why I said that is to ask you this. Regardless of how we feel, listen, we want Derek Carr to be a Raider forever, right? We believe that he deserves to be a Raider forever if, if he wants to be, right? We we know and we believe he's a great player. He just hasn't had the right pieces around him as far as a defense on the other side of the, of the ball. Do you think, just in your heart, that Derek Carr will be in Vegas next season?
0: In my heart, yes. And I don't I don't see why he shouldn't be because, number one... See, I'm not like you, Fallon. Once well, a guy makes, once a guy makes a play, you ready to bench the other guy?
1: <laughs> I, oh no, no, no! I wasn't
0: ready to bench him. Oh, no, I'm talking about. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time because I remember when the safety oh. he, <laughs> he it, made a couple plays. Yeah, you like yeah, bench yeah, Harris? Yeah, yeah. Get him in the
1: game. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you. <laughs> you know, mean. so right I right know
0: here. you know a guy coming there. You want to bench him? That's how Raider Nation is right now. But yeah, 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 you. Right. I always look at the full picture. Okay. Not saying a guy can't change his career around and become a Pro Bowl player and a superstar. Like Ryan
1: Tannehill's doing.
0: It's it's happened plenty of Mm times. But it just goes back for me to how Marcus Mariota played over a season. Exactly. And it wasn't good. And he had some ga- good games here and there, up and down, but he wasn't consistent.
1: Yeah, And
0: that's yeah. why Tennessee let him go. That's why Tennessee put Ryan Tannehill in front of him. That's why Tennessee moved on from beyond the injuries. Even before the injuries, he just wasn't consistent. Yes, he could do stuff like he did on Thursday night and make plays with his legs and his arm. That's why he was day- drafted number two overall because yeah. of that stuff. But he's just inconsistent. You cannot have inconsistency at the quarterback position. Derek Carr has been so consistent with the boo boo defense. Mm-hmm. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like the Raiders have been in position to win games because of how consistent mm-hmm. he's been. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just can't see – if Marcus Mariota was the quarterback – Going with with the teams that Derek Carr had, Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Lord,
1: Lord no, Jesus. I, 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 yeah.
0: That's why I'm fully confident that he will be back because number one, I feel like he's better than Marcus Mariota and gives the Raiders a better chance. And number two, you cannot just go off of one game with Mariota in a Raiders uniform and say, oh shoot, yeah, we need him over DC. No, because then they're going to be doing the same thing next year to Mariota. Why did we let go of DC? And now this dude out here looking like this. You know what I'm saying, so yes, I'm confident DC will be in Vegas.
1: This is totally off topic, but there's this argument. His name is Marcus Mariota. I used to call him Mariota, and Marcus all my Mariota, and all Mariota. of my friends and all hey. of my friends would be like, "Who covered him in Oregon?" It is Mariota. It is not Mariota. So anyhow, well,
0: Mariota. Like I tell everybody, you know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, but even the announcers, it was hilarious. The the announcers, one of them said, I think the play by play guy said Mariota, and the analyst said Mariota. So it's yeah. Whatever. It's the same but, thing okay. like Ferrell, Feral. I I'll always call say calling Marcus,
0: I get that yeah.
1: right. Yeah, okay, call Marcus. Anyhow, but yes. Oh, uh, but back to DC listen, JJ, I completely agree with you and I think he should be with the Raiders. I think they'll be stupid to even answer the phone, in my opinion, when it comes to any trade offers. However, I don't trust John Gruden. And maybe I'm just being sensitive at the moment and maybe I just am being um a Derek Carr uh fangirl I don't know what you want to call it okay but I want Derek Carr to be with the fan base that actually wants him I he's been and here's the thing he's been you know with the Raiders for seven seasons and as you know and you just mentioned he's had a trash defense for seven seasons but he has taken the brunt of the blame for the last seven seasons. So if Mayock and Gruden can't fix this defense, JJ, and nothing's going to change and he will never be successful here. And Raider Nation and other people are going to be saying he should not be the quarterback. Ship him out of here. So if if he can flourish elsewhere, so be it. Go. Guess what, Derek Carr, I wish you nothing but the best. I hope you landed a great, you know, situation. But I hope... And pray that Gruden and Mayock can get it together and get this defense turned around.
0: Well, all I, I, I'm just gonna leave you with this.
1: What?
0: I'm I'm really gonna lose confidence, and I just talked about Coach Gruden.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm I will really lose confidence in him if he let a guy walk out the building, especially a franchise quarterback like DC, mm-hmm. and let him walk out the building for a guy like Marcus Mariota, <laughs> whatever his name is. I know, I all know, right. I know. You know, knowing that this is a guy that's been so inconsistent. Then now I'm going to start scratching my head like, okay, what is his plan? What is he doing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if you find a way to to bring in a, a Matthew Stafford or a guy that's a high caliber guy or something, you know what I'm saying? Then that's totally different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But when you're trying to let D.C. go and you're trying to, trying to give a guy that's got it, got beat out by Ryan Tannehill that got beat out by somebody at the Dolphins and yeah. all that type of, stuff. you know what I mean? To me, it's like, okay, what, what are y'all trying to do? What directions are you trying to go? You just let your franchise quarterback walk out of the building and it ain't yeah. too many quarterbacks. Like I said, I don't care if Aaron Rodgers come over there, Tom Brady come over there with this type of defense, that's going to be able to just take you to the promised yeah. land. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like DC has been the most consistent. So, I understand as a coaching staff or organization, if you sitting up there like, all right, man, we want to go a different direction, but he better be a high-profile guy. He better be a guy that's proven. He better be a guy that knows how to win games. That's Pro Bowl, All Pro, whatever. If you go to get rid of DC,
1: okay. And here's the thing: a lot of people were super excited about Marcus Mariota and what he did in you know Thursday night's game, but it also was in a loss for one. And there's a reason why he's only been activated for three games this season. He lost the second, the backup position to freaking Nathan Peterman. And he just recently moved up. Exactly. And he most recently moved up. He just recently moved up to the backup quarterback spot, right? However, I will say this. It could have looked worse. They could have got killed. So there is a reason why they paid him the big bucks, right? Because he did step in there and he did do some great things. And, you know, his ability to extend plays and make plays with his his feet, we saw that. He had a freaking game-high 88 rushing yards. So he did look great. But, again, guys, it was one game. Pump the brakes. He also – oh, by the way, he also had that costly interception at the end of regulation, just so y'all know.
0: And it's crazy, too, because – like, I was rooting for yeah. them. Yeah, we want the Raiders to win, man. I was rooting for them, you know? But to me, the Raiders just need to open their eyes, you know? And you have, like you say, it's hard to be sitting here going into the offseason saying, all right, franchise quarterback, check. Franchise running back, check.
1: Yeah.
0: Good web franchise tight end, check.
1: Yeah.
0: Franchise O-line, check. Mm-hmm. You know, uh... Very good weapons on the outside. Check. You know what I'm saying? On the defensive side of the ball. Franchise uh, cornerbacks, X. <laughs> uh, you know, franchise D-line? X. X. <laughs> yeah. Franchise linebackers, X. X. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, you got you got one guy in the secondary in Abram who could be a build build around him in a franchise safety. You know what I'm saying? But the other safeties is journeymen. You know what I'm saying? So you have to get some more talent on that defensive side of the ball if you're going to do what you want to do, period.
1: And even Abram, he he has a long way to go. But again, I'm going to give him some slack because it's technically his rookie season since he only played one game last year. Anyhow, I didn't expect to be this emotional and drag it on for this long. So let's wrap up with... What's up next? Yeah. Well, up next, the Raiders host Tua Tongavaloa and the 9-5 Dolphins on Saturday night, the day after Christmas. Dolphins coming off a big win against the Patriots. Tua's stats, you know, they may not make your jaw drop, but he is getting the job done. And he did it last week with a depleted wide receiving core. He's missing his top three receivers And he still, you know, found a way to win that game. Obviously, having a great defense helps. But what I'm worried about for the Raiders, I'm always worried about the Raiders' defense, right? And they have some studs at running back. Miles Gaskin, team's leading rusher, he missed the last two games because he was on the COVID-19 reserve list, but he's expected to be back this week. Um, And then they have, you know, Savon Ahmed, who had a monster game against the Patriots, and then also Matt Breida. As you know, Raiders' run defense is trash. <laughs> so I expect the Dolphins just to, to carve them up on the ground. So that, in my opinion, is is what scares me with this matchup.
0: Well, for me, I think the problem is the Miami Dolphins' defense.
1: Oh, and the defense, but...
0: If Derek Carr ain't able to play, Marcus is going to have a long, long, long day. That That's just how I feel because I think the Raiders' offense is going to be limited yeah, he's going to be able to make some plays with his legs and try to do that, but from the passing standpoint of the football, this offense is going to be limited on what they could do. This defense is awesome in my No,
1: memory. yeah, they're great.
0: Taking the ball away, getting after the passer, stopping the run. I mean, they are unbelievable. Lockdown corners on the outside. Like, this defense is for real, for real. You know, I don't think there's too many teams that want the Dolphins to make the playoffs because the Dolphins is going to be a tough out. You know what I mean? And I, I do believe they're going to struggle with Tua trying to slow him down the defense. But my thing is I don't see how the Raiders find a way on offense. If Derek Carr is not able to play, I don't see how they're going to find a way to put up enough points on offense. We've seen Cam Newton struggle last week with this defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen – we see Patrick Mahomes throw three takeaways against this defense. When can you say, Patrick Mahomes? Throw I know three his picks only picks
1: game? came against the Raiders and the Dolphins <laughs> this year. Exactly. So you
0: know what I mean. And he threw three in one game. This Dolphins defense is for real. So for me, if Derek Carr can't go, even though I hope Marcus goes out there and balls out, I just don't see it happening. Mm. And it's going to be a tough out for the Raiders. So we pray D.C. plays just to, to make the offense, give the offense a little bit more versatility. But if he don't go, I see the Raiders taking another L in this game. As much as I want them to finish this season strong with a win, I don't know how they find a way to win this
1: game. Now, obviously Derek Carr is going to fight to play this game. But the reason why I even wanted to look ahead, even though there's no point to look ahead, because if they win or lose, it doesn't matter, <laughs> really. Uh, but... If they go with Mariota, guess what that means, JJ? What's up? Man, there's gonna be history made. Why? History made, oh, pretty special cool, for right? the people of Hawaii. Cool, right? Yeah. Yes, because the people of Hawaii. They're going to be glued in. And also the Ninth Island, that is Las Vegas. I just heard yeah. that term from my Hawaiian friend that uh, <laughs> Vegas is the Ninth Island. Um, anyhow, the stage is set for some history, bro. Like you got Mariota, mm-hmm. you got Tua, both Samoan, both from Hawaii. Um, both went to the same high school.
0: That's awesome. That's both
1: awesome. followed each other throughout their careers closely. And when Tua was coming up, Right. They would say, you know, he's the second coming of of Marcus Mariota. And although D.C. is my guy and I would love to see him finish the season out, the season is all but over. And really, we have nothing to smile about. (laughs) So I think this would be pretty special, a pretty special night. And a a little Christmas present for football fans in Hawaii.
0: No doubt. No, no doubt. I mean, shoot, I'm not from Hawaii, but, you know, if I was from Hawaii, <laughs> you know, that's big time, man, especially for all the young fellas, you know, that's, that's it. That's in Hawaii right now. got NFL dreams. You turn on the dang TV and you see two of the kids that, that look you know, like you from your neighborhood that look like you mm-hmm. same high school and they done made it up out of there. You know, I'm all for that. You know what I'm saying? But another thing I'm all for is W's.
1: <laughs> and I don't know you if know the Raiders are gonna get it, done. I don't
0: know if Marcus is gonna bring us a W, but no, that that would be special to see, you know, t- those two dudes run and, and be able to battle each other. But hopefully D C is good, man. But either way, you know, the Raiders gotta finish strong and find a way to win these games.
1: Well, I have the Raiders losing this game. It's like probably my first uh prediction of the year, them losing. So um I have them losing oh, I mean, because
0: they, I mean they finna win this.
1: Oh nice that, that I like that. Woo, I like that. Uh a little reverse psychology here, but I think the the that their uh running attack, rushing attack is going to carve up the Raiders defense. 200 plus yards on the ground, JJ. I think You're they're going to beat the Raiders 27-24. What'd you say?
0: You saying 200 plus yards on Hey, them. the
1: Jet hey, the Jets the Jets <laughs> Got 200-plus yards on the yeah. Raiders. The Jets. Yeah. So did the Colts. They did a better job last week. Well, Why? Because Justin Herbert is the truth and, and aired it out. <laughs> well,
0: I'm going I'm to say I got more faith in Marinelli's run defense. Even though the schemes can't change that much, I'm going to say I got more faith in Marinelli's run defense than I okay. do in uh, with, with Paul Gunther's uh, run defense. So, so. I'm not going to say 200 yards, but I am going to say I think the Raiders take an L in this one as well. And Final score? You know what? I hope they I hope they win. But if they do take a L, I hope they just play the right way, and look the right way. So I'm gonna say this one's gonna be a close game because I feel like they 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 feeling like we feeling. We gotta finish this thing strong. So I'm gonna say the game is gonna be 21 to 24, Miami. Hmm.
1: So a three point game like I had. Sure. I had 27, 24. Nice. All right, y'all. Um, James was positive. James is positive I was not too positive tonight it is also after midnight here so I'm on the struggle bus but anyhow we wanted to deliver a podcast for y'all this week entering this Dolphins game so that's gonna do it for this week's episode of keeping it 300 I hope you enjoyed the show till next time for James I'm Fallon we out